0: Good morning, everybody. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The gospel today is from 1 John
1: chapter 4. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him and he in us, because he has given us his Holy Spirit, and we And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on that love, the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment, because in this world we are like him. Glory to you, O Lord, and praise to you, O Christ. Father God... Give me wisdom and grace in my interactions with everyone I encounter today. Season my conversation with your truth. Make me ready to speak up on your behalf and spread the seeds of your truth and your love in all that are present here today. Let us call upon the Holy Spirit to be with us now. In Jesus' name, amen. We, as humans, are always, always full of questions, aren't we? Some we get answers to, and some others we don't. Theologians over the years have dealt with some heavy questions, such as, who is man in the sight of God? Why did God create us? Why are we here? Who does God say I am? Does God really need us? You might find these questions difficult and, yes, a bit scary. But if you have faith and trust in God, you should find confidence and comfort in his love for you. God created us for his glory. It gives him pleasure to have other beings he created to have genuine relationships with him. Being made in his image means that we received his characteristics and his attributes. He gives us the ability to know him, to worship him, to give him the glory he deserves, and to serve him. In God's sight, man is his primary concern and the object of his love and his compassion. Psalm 8 says, David marveled at the majesty and the power of God as the creator of the universe, who yet looks at us humans with such caring attention. That passage says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care so much for them? There are so many beautiful places in this world to see. God gave us the opportunities to go out there and see them. Sometimes when you do see such beauty, it can be overwhelming. I want to tell you two stories, memories from my past. My son, when he was young, and I used to sit out at night in the peace and the quiet, under the black sky with the glistening stars, and the planets, and what we were doing was watching for the satellites to go over. We'd marvel at the overwhelmingly huge universe, and that God's love was in it to create it all. And to think that we were just two people among the seven billion people on Earth at that time under, under his great great creation, on a planet spinning under his control, on a course around the sun, so finely tuned by him, like the verse from Psalms that I just read, on a course God made with his fingers for his glory. But what my son and I realized most sitting out on those quiet nights is how much God cares for us for his creation. How much he loves each one of you as individuals. We are loved by our Creator. That is beautiful. How can we ever thank God enough for our home while we are on earth, that can be overwhelming. Another story I remember too, when I was once with a young child in a classroom full of handicapped children. This young girl had a very sad history and even a sadder home situation. She was sitting silently by herself, head down, looking very sad. I sat next to her and she raised her head and looked me right in the eyes, and asked, does Jesus love me? I immediately confirmed, yes dear, God has always loved you. He will never stop loving you, and you are his child forever. Usually shying away from human touch, I was really surprised when she reached out with both of her arms and grabbed me around my neck and gave me the biggest hug that I will never forget. It was a beautiful moment, made even more special when she responded, I hope he knows how much I love him. I assured her again by saying he knew all about her and he loves you very much. Tragically, two weeks later, she died in a car accident that her alcoholic mother caused. But I know that she was with Jesus. I know she was loved, and that can be overwhelming. I know how important it was to speak quietly to her. The Bible tells us to be still and know that I am God. Know that God loves you. He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. He wants to share so much with you. He wants to sit close to you, gather you up in his arms, and give you his strength. He loves you with an immeasurable love. Are you willing to listen to his silent voice? Do you willingly slow down in your busy life to listen to him, to make a moment, to let him guide you? Many of us waste time worrying about what other people think about us. We want to be valued, to be respected, to be accepted, to be admired. But why, but why base our sense of self-worth on what other people think, what other opinions they have of us, when the only opinion that counts is the God above us? Instead of trying to earn his love, we can relax in the truth of the Bible that tells us. Nothing Nothing will ever stop God from loving you, and nothing will ever separate us from that love. We don't need to worry that God will stop loving us if our performance is not good enough. God's love can't be used up, it can't be contained or measured. When God loves you, calls your heart, respond to it, and love in return. He wants you to enjoy him and his love. God loves us just as we are. And in his goodness, he wants to live with us forever. This, this should give you joy and hope as you journey through your trouble-filled world think of all that we inherit as a child of god his grace mercy forgiveness peace salvation redemption and so much more the blessings are infinite aren't they most of which we don't realize every day do you thank him for those blessings every day Do you know God's love for you? Are you spiritually dry, thirsting for his love? As Christians, we know the cure for that, and the cure is Jesus. Jesus is the living water, isn't he? The Bible tells us that, and Jesus gives us that living water in Scripture. How can we return God's love? It would be impossible to thank God for every gift that he gives us and all that he does for us. He is constantly giving and working without our knowledge on our behalf. Each step, each breath, each heartbeat, each thought, they all are a gift from God. And it takes so little just to say, thank you, God. Why don't you all just thank him right now? Psalm 9 says, to be thankful and grateful with less complaining. Dear Lord, make us grateful for the things you have given us. God is love and wants us to live life with confidence and assurance in him. Take that moment now to connect with him and to realize that love. I want you all to say thank you, God, for loving me. We can show our love through prayer. No appointment needed, no paperwork to do, no copay. We don't get a busy signal when we call. There's no voicemail. There's no unlimited minutes, and mainly we don't get put on hold, do we, when we call God. He's always available, and we need to be confident that we are never alone. He doesn't insist that we we love him. He doesn't force us to love him. He's a gentleman. God is described as having loving kindness in Hebrew. This is the idea of God's faithful and loyal love. We need to give thanks to God for his goodness and his loyal love. Psalm 107 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Feel feel God's presence around you right now. He's not standing there with his arms crossed and tapping his foot, waiting for you to come to him. No, he works in us patiently, hoping that we will return to his love and accept his son. He keeps making a path for us to follow till we stand at the foot of this cross. Ask him for repentance and surrender your life to him. That takes courage, doesn't it? It's difficult to put faith in something that you can't see and you can't feel. First Peter says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith the salvation of your souls. This, this is God's love for you. I just wanted to quote a pastor. His name is Samuel Webster, and this is from 1777. And so let thy glorious name be magnified in all the earth, till time shall be no more. And let all the people say, Amen. Thank you. He gives us peace, and he gives us love. And to all the people, the people say what? Amen. I didn't hear you. Amen. I'm going to ask you to do one last thing. I want you all to stand up. We're going to have to stand for song anyway. I want you to say, as loud as you can, raise this roof. I believe that God loves me. I believe that God loves me. Thank you.
0: God bless you all and amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. He has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace and tell what God has done. And thanks be to God.